Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. If you want to open your Bibles once that, or your phone or whatever you got, uh, once the basket has passed you, we're going to go to John 14. We're going to continue uh, sharing here for a few minutes on the Holy Spirit. We're in a series called Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to read John 14. These, and I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here. And uh, then also our, one of our core beliefs here at the church uh, in regards to the Holy Spirit. Just to give a little background. I know we got a few visitors. I kind of figured we would have visitors and people gone because it's 4th of July weekend, you know. And uh, after a while, you just develop an understanding of patterns in, in pastoring and ministering. But John 14 is one of our main scriptures here. John 14, verse 16. And it says, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. Now, this is Jesus praying. We talked about this before. How many know Jesus' prayers get answered? Okay. So that means when He went up, the Holy Spirit went, came down, right? That's what happened there. The spirit of truth. So Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you what? Say it with me. I know him. I know him. You say, well, you know, I don't really know him. No, no. Jesus said you, therefore you know him. Right? Right? That's called submission to the word. You know him. Watch this now. For he dwells with you. Now, the second part of this verse is already fulfilled. Did you know that? And will be where? In you. So the Holy Spirit is where? In you. He's in you. Okay? The Holy Spirit's in you. Verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. All right, let's go to um, Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And this is another passage of Scripture where Jesus references the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit has already been poured out. Okay, we're not waiting for Him to be poured out. Um, we can believe God for, uh, and in, in, in accordance with His Word and using our faith to have stronger manifestations of the Holy Spirit as we cooperate with Him. You know, sometimes people think this, and I I need to say this because it came up in my heart uh, during the worship time, that people think, sometimes will think, well, I came to church, that's enough singing now. When are you going to teach? What you're not quite realizing is, is that the singing time is teaching time. Um, There... This is this is the so the Lord was dealing with me during this time, and the way He deals with me is He'll bring a passage of Scripture to me, and it'll just roll around in me, and He'll point out different aspects of it. And during the worship time, the Psalms twenty three kept coming to me. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Right, all of that. Where does He lead you? Besides still waters, and He also leads you in where green, right. Part of the process of learning to allow him to lead you is worship. Because what happened was, and I don't know if you realize it, but I'm going to explain it to you a little bit because I watched this happen over and over again. People 
People, as they're led in worship, gradually drift out of their natural mind into their spiritual mind. And what happens? They begin to hear from the Holy Spirit for themselves. So what takes place? The Holy Spirit, the shepherd, the the Lord. How many know the Lord's the chief shepherd and ministers are under shepherds? So if I don't allow the Holy Spirit to flow through the worship team to lead you as an under-shepherd, I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you through green pastures and still waters. Do you know where I found the prophetic word for them? In the water. Come on, think you Christians, you. Come on, you can do it. People say, you found it in the water. What water? The still waters referenced in Psalm 23. Come on, you're thinking too natural. You you don't find it here. You find it. Come on. That's where the answer is to your business problems. Right there. Amen. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. So during the worship time, if you're just looking around, you're missing it. If you're thinking about everything that's going on in the world and everything, this and that and the other, and I got to deal with this issue and that problem, Lord, don't you know, Lord, I have all these problems? And you're so wound up with the problem that you're not in the stillness and you can't hear the answer. God requires faith. He requires it. So be still. Come on. And you'll hear your answer. Amen? Why? Because the Holy Spirit's been sent. How many are thankful for that? All right, Luke 24, 49. That was a side note. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. How many know that the disciples did that? Okay? Some people think it was just the apostles that were baptized in the Holy Spirit. But we clearly know from Scripture that at least 120 of them did. Amen? And so it was everybody with them, and then there were more that followed. So around here, we believe in the triune Godhead. How many know there's a trinity? And it is comprised of three separate and distinct personalities, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who are eternally self-existent, self-revealed, and function as one entity. Jesus Christ, who is God manifested in the flesh, is the second number of the Godhead, member of the Godhead, Co-equal and co-eternal with the Father and the Holy Spirit. We talked about this before, but the Holy Spirit is, He is God, amen? He is God. How many know the Holy Spirit's not like the extra guy that tagged along with the other two? He is God, amen? He is God. We looked at that. We saw that in Acts 5, verse 3. We saw it in Matthew 12, verse 31. We saw the fact that He is eternal, And we saw this in Hebrews 9, verse 14, that he is called the eternal spirit. He is the eternal spirit. We saw also, uh, uh, and we looked at this fact, that he is omniscient. What does that mean? He's all-knowing. How many know the Holy Spirit is all-knowing, right? Where does he live? Inside you. Amen? And this is where we're going to pick up today. And I'm going to go back to John 14, 26, but Jesus said it, and I'm going to repeat it again. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance what? All things that I have said to you. 
So where, what, is, what, does, what is one of the functions of the omniscient Holy Spirit, the all-knowing Holy Spirit? One of his functions is to what? Bring to your, teach you all things, but then also what? Bring to your remembrance everything that he said to you. Amen? So should you go around saying, now listen, I don't mind if you, you're, you, you uh, and you say this, you might think this is a little technical, but it's not. If the Lord tells you that the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance, you shouldn't go around saying, I can't remember anything. Watch this now. How many know, and this is true for me, for you, for whoever, it doesn't matter your age. How many know that the promises of God are not limited in their effectiveness due to your natural age? People say, there ain't nothing up there. Well, let the Holy Spirit fill it (laughs) with something. You say, what should I do first? Praise. Lord, thank you that the Holy Spirit brings all things to my remembrance. Right? I know it's frustrating getting older. I understand that. People say, well, how old are you? Forty-three. I've had 43 years of getting older. (laughs) Some people are like, well, I'm 80 or I'm... Yeah, and the Holy Spirit promise didn't say, He brings all things to your remembrance until you're 65. And then He's like you, He just doesn't know what to do. How many know the Holy Spirit has never stood in front of a problem and went, I don't know. (laughs) Come on, some of you are getting this right now. (laughs) He doesn't do that. He helps you. He's fulfilling his part. How many of you have read that prayer? That God will give you wisdom and if you don't know and he won't upbraid you. The Holy Spirit will not make you feel dumb even though you don't know. (laughs) He'd just go, this is what it is. But you have to hear, you have to listen, you have to take time, you have to be open. How many know that the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything? It is not the person you work with. They don't know. Now, I know they think they know everything about everything, but they don't. And how many know this? In and of ourselves, naturally, we will not have the ability in ourselves to know everything about everything. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen? He's omniscient. He knows everything. So he teaches us, which just means to instruct. He brings all things to your remembrance, which means, we talked about this last week, to suggest to the mind or to put in the mind. So what does he do? He comes along in your heart, you hear from the Holy Spirit, and it enlightens your mind about the situation. How many have ever heard the Holy Spirit speak to you? Or you knew inside he spoke to me, and then all of a sudden your head goes, I got it. Now if you yield to your flesh, your flesh will go, we came up with that. But you've got to crucify that. The Holy Spirit says what? He'll enlighten your mind. We do this all the time. We've talked about it before, but we need to reiterate this. You say, why do we need to hear this again? I know this information. I know, but I wouldn't have to repeat it if we were doing it. 
Come on, this I just quoted scripture to you. From the Apostle Paul. He said, I wanted to feed you a steak, but I guess we're going to have to go with the 2%. <laughs> that is literally what he said. <laughs> he said, by now I should have been able to feed you this, but we're going to have to do this. But notice the Lord didn't give up on him. He just did what? Kept feeding him, right? Thankfully. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit enlightens our minds. It's why we make the statement, I see it now. I see it now. Okay? I see it now. And we saw this and we looked at, if you want to go to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10, it says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In fact, I'm going to go there. I'm not going to just read my notes. I'm going to get into my Bible here. First Corinthians, because I want to read a few things here. 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to, start, I'm going to actually back up into verse 6. It says, however, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. How many know there's wisdom in this age? How many know it's going to come to nothing? Okay. Nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. How many rulers uh, from uh, the this 1600s are around today? 1300s. Twelves. How many rulers are around from Moses' day? How many know that even though there are people in, in the planet today that are causing issues all over, are they going to be around forever? No. They're not. It's coming to an end. Amen? I'm grateful for that promise. You say, but that means us too. Right, but I've already passed from death unto life. In Christ. He says this, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained where? Before the, before there was an age, God had the answer. And God is, and the Holy Spirit is God, correct? Now we're going to see this here, right here again. But the Holy Spirit is God. That means in the wisdom that was put together before there was an age, it's all been established. The one, who, one of the ones who was there is in you right now. Now that's a thought. That is, I understand when I've read through these things, I've thought, the hidden wisdom in a mystery, yeah, that's a mystery. How does your natural head wrap around the fact that the one who created you, the one who developed all wisdom before the age ever began, lives in you right now? People say, well, I don't know anything about anything. Yes and no. <laughs> we'll get into that later. That's just a, a teaser. What is the Holy Spirit here? What do we see? That this wisdom that you and I are living in, that we have access to written in this book, and then also by, of course, the Holy Spirit within us, it was ordained before the ages for our glory. For whose glory? For our glory. Right? All right? For our glory. And then it says this, in verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. 
They made, they, if they'd have known what was going to happen, they would have said, no, we're not doing that. Okay? Uh, verse 9, but as it is written, eye has not seen, and ear has heard, nor has ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who what? Love him, correct? So people say, you know, people will get on that scripture and they'll go, yeah, see, we're not supposed to know. Read the next verse. Verse 10, what does it say? But God has, he's what? Revealed. What do we know about the word revealed? It means to take the cover off. That's what it means in the Greek, to take the cover off. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit takes the cover off. What you don't and I don't and we don't see in wisdom so that what? We can see it. Now, that's just half of it. Once you see it, then you have to do it. Right? You have to do it. Once you see it, you have to apply it. Okay. He revealed them to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the what? So what, can you, what do you have access to? You have access to the Holy Spirit. He searches all things, and He searches the deep things of what? Of who, I should say. Of God, correct? He searches the deep things of God. So you have access to, you and I have access to what? The deep things of God. Say it with me. I have access to the deep things of God. People say, well, we're in deep problems, so you've got deep answers. Yeah, I'm going to say it. You've got deeper answers. Right? You say, well, it just hasn't been working. You've got to say what he said. You can't fight against what he said and expect it to work. That'd be like, I want to be saved. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Well, do it. Well, it just doesn't come that way. You can't fight against the Lord's path and expect to end, end up at His destination. Okay? And that promise is not just in salvation. It's in every area that the covenant addresses. Amen? Okay. Uh, Verse number 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Okay, now you can see here spirit, soul, and body a little bit, but but look at this. You can stand in front of me and you can say, man, I love you, Sean, and on the inside of you, you can have hate for me. And that's what this is saying to a degree. What... Who knows the thoughts of a man? Inside. Amen? Inside. Now, this, this, that'll give you a little bit of a healthy fear right there. A little reverence, right? Because God knows our hearts, but we know our hearts. Amen? And so, watch the, watch the parallel that Paul's making. Verse 12. Now, we have received... Uh, let, me, let me go back to verse 11. I want to start over there because I, I want to connect the two parts of it together. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the what? Spirit of God. Verse 12. Now, 
We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Watch this. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by who? God. Watch. You don't know my heart, but I know my heart. Right? Who knows the Father's heart? The Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit? He's in me. Now watch this. He knows God's depths, and I am in him. Therefore, I have access to what? The depths. You do. Listen to me. Your level of success is not determined by your gray matter. Well, I'm just not smart enough. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This isn't about your smarts. It's about your yieldedness to Him. If you'll talk to Him, if you'll fellowship with Him, He will answer you and give you guidance just the way you understand it. Like the redneck that wanted to give his heart to Jesus. And he couldn't speak English real good. And he prayed. And he was relating this testimony later. And he said, Lord, I'd like to be saved. And the Lord responded, okie dokie. <laughs> How many know he got saved? How many know the Lord didn't go, that's not proper English, redneck. You can't be saved. In other words... I, that really felt, I felt breakthrough for somebody on that. I, I didn't realize that would be such a, such a big breakthrough there. In other words, you're, don't look at you, look at him. Get out of your natural mind and into his. People say, people may have told you, you're stupid. You go, well, maybe I don't know as much as you, but I know the one who knows more than you. And he will speak to me because I know I put my trust in him. I believe him. He loves me. <laughs> Come on. That ought to be freedom. He loves me. He's going to talk to me. I don't care if your answer needs to be okie dokie, it doesn't matter. You got your answer. I was with a minister one time, and he was talking about this gentleman that God connected to him who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And people say, oh, he's probably in, I'll just tell you this, it's in the sticks of North Dakota. And you know what this minister said to me? And this man that is this businessman, he is, uh, uh, he knows his call is to just fund the preacher. That's what his call is. He knows it. So that's all he does. Um, and he's worth a lot of money, obviously. And uh, I was talking to this minister about it one day, and he said, yeah. He said, they, they have a business. It's actually some brothers. And he said, he said to me, this is how he described them. It's kind of like Gomer Pyle. <laughs> People say, well, that's mean, is it? Maybe it is like that. Have you ever watched Gomer Pyle? 
You ever met somebody like that? Have you ever met somebody like that that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars? Because these guys are. So how? Well, it's just luck. Are we Christians or not? So we have to go down to the lowest common denominator the world can come up with? Well, they're just lucky. I doubt it. Luck is where opportunity and preparation meet. Come on. The president of the bank back there said amen. And I know. (laughs) I know he knows. (laughs) I've heard his testimony. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is about the Holy Spirit in you. Don't make it about your natural. You've got an answer. He's in you. You know the Holy Spirit is in you to reveal to you everything that God the Father has given to you. And it is not limited by age, gender, any of those things. It's limited only by your faith. Amen? It's limited only by what? Somebody say it. My faith. It's limited by your faith and your faith alone. That's it. It's not limited by anything else. Say it with me. I can and I will and I do believe. Woo. You could, you could, that's good. You fall in everything. You could very easily stir yourself up all week long on, I know him and he's showing me. I get answers. Now, people, you're going to have to fight this off because the devil's going to fight you on this. He's going to remind you of every time you missed it. And your natural man, your flesh, is going to want to connect with that. And in the middle of that, you need to do like the Apostle Paul did. You need to stand up in the middle of it and go, I forget those things that are behind. Come on, you should practice. The devil comes to you, you just say, oh, I forgot that. And the devil will just try to, come on, how many of you have ever had him do this? He tries to play the record. Oh, no, you just did that yesterday. Just yesterday you lost your temper. You go, no, I forgot about that. Oh, who do you think you are? You're self-righteous. No, I'm not self-righteous. I'm in him righteous. And he said the blood wouldn't stop working. So I went ahead and just confessed that thing. And Lord, does it exist? And he'll say, no, no, it doesn't exist anymore. And then you can look at the devil and you can say, see, I told you it doesn't exist anymore. Well, you know you did it. You're lying. No, actually, I'm speaking from truth. Come on, learn how to vocally just destroy the enemy. <laughs> Jesus showed us how to do it. Come on, wear his rear end out. You say, you want to talk, devil? We'll talk. You want to try and keep me up at night? We'll pray in the Holy Ghost for hours. Come on, let's let's pray. Let's worship the Lord in the midst of fear. (laughs) You will wear him out and you will run him off. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we do. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Lord. Thank you for your written word. Thank you for your precious presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gifts of the Spirit that have been in operation today. Lord, we give you the glory for all of it. You are so good to us. And we know, the Lord, that according to your word, we have to be doers and not hearers only. So we will do this word this week. 
Holy Spirit, you are in us. You know the deep things of God. You bring all things to our remembrance. You teach us. We, we rely and put great faith in your ability in us to accomplish your purposes. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.